Hey there, Omaha. Welcome into another episode of Restaurant Hoppin'. I'm your host, Dan Hoppin', and this episode is brought to you by my sponsor, Certified Piedmontese. I have a great offer for you, so stick around later in the episode. I want to get that to you. But first, I have a couple guests on today from, I feel like, what is one of Omaha's just favorite restaurants. And I say that because this is one of those places that I just, like, can't find anyone who has a bad thing to say about Barrett's. Like, even with some of my favorite restaurants, I'll have people tell me that they had a bad meal there, or the service was rude, or the meal was overpriced, or something like that. But whenever I'm talking to somebody and Barrett's comes up in conversation, it's like to a T. The person is just like, oh, I love that place. I love their Phillies, or I love their pork tenderloin. It like it like never fails. It, it's truly incredible, and now I am so blessed to have the the owners of the restaurant here today, Karen Barrett and Jack Barrett. Jeffrey, guys, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thanks. Happy to be here. Great to be here. So I, I want to start off by kind of exploring that phenomenon that I kind of use as the intro and that Barrett's is just that it's kind of a universally beloved place. And I'm sure you guys have had interactions with customers that, oh, yeah. are, that you, aren't you always know, for positive. For a long time, but, it's our... When we first opened up, we didn't. We were thinking more of a bar than food. Right. And then our food just kept getting better and better, and we just got more creative with it. And then all at once, we turned it into much more of a restaurant. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. our food, people just like, your food is incredible. You know, the Phillies are just known, and the pork tenderloin. And so we just kind of developed it, and then all at once, it's like, okay, now we're a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> it's not much of a bar. Yeah, I mean, not, it's good, it, you know, good liquor, good spirits and everything, but... Um, Overall, the restaurant, the food drives it every day. It seems to just pack for lunch and dinner. Well, I think another thing that really drives it is I think Barrett's is just like, it's just fun. Like it's it's got, it's got a good vibe. It's homey. It's It's got a great atmosphere. How much do you think that plays into the success of the restaurant? Oh, I think it's wonderful. When my dad wanted to open an Irish bar, one of his thoughts was that I want everybody to always feel welcome. I don't care who's sitting next to a plumber, sitting next to an attorney, sitting next to, you know, anybody. Just so you all are treated the same and you're treated fairly. And, you know, just great food, great prices, and just have fun. A true, you know, public house. Yeah. The Irish pub where, where you yeah. come to meet people. You come to meet people. It's your fa- yeah. And they become your family, really. Yeah, you laugh, you cry, you yeah. watch the game. You, <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, it's a lot of fun. We try not to and, cry a lot. <laughs> yeah, minimize that. But uh, you know what I mean. Uh, it's, I have a funny story about that. With uh, I work Monday nights with a, a good friend of mine, Joey Novotny. That's uh, Burger Night. We've been doing it for years together. And uh, last week we were just gut laughing. You know, having a good time cooking. And uh, a couple came up and said, the food was great, but just watching you guys <laughs> laugh, just, you know, yes. play grab ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just kind of pushing each other around and laughing. That, We've all tried to make that too and still to our, 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 our employees to have fun. Because if you're having fun and you're laughing, you know, there's nothing worse than a grumpy waiter. Just or, here to know. do their job. Oh, That's just it. hate, to, hate uh, to even walk in the door. You know, you're like, okay, uh, thanks. Uh, no, I'll get going. Tell some jokes. Yeah. Tell, let's be married. So just make people feel comfortable is really the secret. You got, now you guys have owned Barrett since it opened in 1987 and obviously 35 years this summer. Yes. That, which is tremendous. <laughs> uh, you know, obviously it's been long known for exactly what we're talking about here and just having that, you know, that open, welcoming atmosphere. But that's something that's hard to just have right off the bat. Like when a restaurant or in this case a bar opens that it just immediately feels like home and everybody feels like a regular. Do you know that how, was how, Oh, sorry, go yeah, ahead. No, I was going to say a secret or what 
what happened was when we opened it, there was five of us, and we were really close in age, my brothers and sisters. And so we already had a base. We opened the door. I, I bet 200 people walked in the door the first night that we called our friends and said, we opened a bar. We opened a bar. <laughs> Not knowing what the hell we were doing, but we opened a bar. And so it was just packed all the time because we were, I was 24 when we bought it. Bought it and then my older brother was 30. And so we were kind of in that, still in that bar area, and you know, or the going to bars. All of those, you know, all of your friends and my aunts and uncles' friends. Yeah. When they... Um, with the, those two first two hundred that came in, that just started. They started getting married, having kids, and now all of they are, oh, now, yeah, they're, now, now they're the regulars. And yeah, you know, it's everybody that walks in. My employees were thirty know, years ago. Their kids not work there. Yeah, that's how it's going. Yeah, it's, and then now it's my friends. Yeah, it's just another generation of hey, we come down to the bar. Let's get some food. Exactly. And have a beer. Yeah, it's oh, a yeah. homey place. So you mentioned you you even tell the servers like just come and have fun. Yeah, I mean don't have too much fun. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. No, no, no. We're not having anybody like ripping shots in between yeah. well, collecting we, well, credit we, cards. We have and, a few no. times in our life, but yeah, you know when we're, when somebody wants to buy somebody a shot and you're celebrating, you know we would do that after a big lunch shift where you just got your ass kicked. Can I cuss? <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Go, go but, for it. You know that's when you're like everybody, let's do a shot. I mean, take your apron off for a minute and let's. And you know what? The actual customers would start clapping when they see us do a job because they <laughs> know we deserved worked. it when they saw what we did during that large. Oh uh, yeah, um, yeah. So, but just just have fun, you know. Just more being a good good. Uh, for some reason, movie. we just right. have people who come in to work for us that just are wonderful people. We have I've got a manager, Tiger. Uh, what they call him Tiger. Steve Buckles, but his name's Tiger. He's been there for thirty three years, probably. Yeah, and just a great guy, and and so easy to work for. You know, and people just love him so much. It's who you work for. And I think you have to just, you know, I, you just can't, you got to be fair and be nice. And I have to be understanding this business because people are going to be sick. They are going to have a bad day. You just can't, uh, we're just not hardcore, man. You know, Tiger's, you know, yeah. one of the nicest human beings I've ever met. And we're not type A's. We, we always say we're type Z's. <laughs> <laughs> and Tiger's understanding, hardworking. And I think a lot of people say that that's, a reason we've been so successful yeah. over the years is with, and we have employees that have been there yeah. for. Ever. Oh yeah, I mean they just John don't Forbes, leave. Dave McGill, yeah, even people people. when they get their degrees, because we always are like, if they're a student, get your degree and go move on. We don't expect you to stay here forever. But some people are like, well, I can't leave. <laughs> they like it too much. Yeah. yeah, they're having too much. You know, they just don't want to leave that. Uh, leave I, the nest. I definitely want to get more into the history of the the restaurant, the bar and everything, but I want to lead off highlighting a couple of food items oh, because to be clear, like Barrett's isn't all about the atmosphere. You guys serve some damn good food. Like it, it's items that you kind of expect to see at a bar, like burgers and deli sandwiches, fish and chips, stuff like that. But this is not standard mm -hmm. bar food at all. This is like, if I went to any restaurant and was served food like this, I'd be like, okay, like this, this is for real. We, we, uh, we, we up at a level, you know? Well, what, where did that come from? Like what, what is it that separates Barrett's food from typical pub fare? Uh, you know, I think probably some love, but I was going to say, I, we always kind of laughed at this when we had the regular menus, you know, when we started, we just had a little, that little kitchen and just, uh, you know, kind of a limited menu. And then little by little, we kind of start adding stuff. And then we always said, you know, sometimes when you're kind of hungover and you're like, okay, now let's try to throw peanut butter on that. Let's try to <laughs> throw cream cheese on that Philly. 
Let's add Szechuan. Let you know we start adding stuff, and then you're like, okay, this tastes great. That's really how Philly became. You know, really, it's just hangover food. We're like, how do I? I'm hungover. How do I want to eat this food today? Let's spice it up yeah. a little. Let's... We used to have a menu over the top of the kitchen, and we'd look up at it, and you'd be like, okay, what do we want to eat next? And you're like, okay, how about having our stomach stapled? You know, like what are we eating for the day. <laughs> but we kind of just created it, and then we just and good products. Yeah. You know, we didn't, we don't chance on the, you know, the meat's fabulous and the, you know, we get good products and, and fresh. Yeah. Our chickens never, our chickens all fresh for everything from the tenders to the breast. Everything's fresh. We bred everything ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the appetizers are the only thing you can't. You can't make a cheese stick. I just, right. I'm not going to. <laughs> I'm just not going to. I'm just not going to do that. I'm mozzarella. Not, <laughs> some, some things you have to buy, but otherwise it's fresh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I want to talk about that chicken Philly a little bit because you touched on it slightly there. But for someone who hasn't had this Philly, which many people call the best in Omaha, and I'm I'm not one to disagree with that. So it's got the traditional melted Swiss cheese that you'd expect to see on a Philly. But that's also mixed with cream cheese. Mm -hmm. And the chicken has it's marinated in teriyaki and Szechuan sauce. Like this thing is amalgamation (laughs) of just all kinds of different flavors. It shouldn't make any sense, but immediately you take that first bite and you're just like, yeah, it it just, just, it it works. It's just Asian. Why does it work? How does it work? People from Philly are like, that's not. Well, they're like that's, that's not, a, not Philly. a cheese stick, and we're that's like, not, that's well, that's wrong. not ours. We're well, not from Philadelphia. We're gonna, You're having an Omaha cheese stick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> our creation, and we're going to call it what we want. Yeah, <laughs> but we yeah. just added. We started originally with just the Swiss cheese and the, and then we started the cream cheese and then cream adds, cheese just, just adds that add cohesiveness. And then we have people oh. who come in and go, hey, throw peanut butter in mine. Throw jalapenos in mine. Kevin Lynch started yeah. that. The peanut butter. Yeah. And, and then you if you haven't just, tried that, that's. I've done special. peanut butter on a burger, and I, that's another thing that sounds wild, and it and it's awesome. <laughs> I love works. it. So I, it, I'm, if you say it works on a Philly cheesesteak, I'm not going to argue with you. In, get it spicy too. Then yeah. it's like that <laughs> spicy it's like, peanut butter cheesesteak. There we go. Like, you know, peanut butter chicken. I can hear my heart closing right now. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Is it hot in here? <laughs> you can't feel my left arm. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like the genesis of that, you say it's hangover food. I mean, that that's just something where you wake up and you're not feeling good and, and you just don't want the traditional like, chicken Philly. So you're like, hey, we've got some cream cheese here. Let's yeah. tr- it came from a family that was foodies. I mean, we always liked to eat. My dad right. loved, uh, you know. And Frank was a little peculiar. Yeah, like, the, there's he a family, the one I met. Yeah, he had some weird. He had some weird <laughs> tendencies. Yeah. <laughs> God rest his soul. Yes. But, um. My dad always made, a, a, we call it the one-eyed Mick there. and um, A brilliant sandwich. It's, yeah, it's the one with the ham and the mayo and the cheese. My dad made that as kids. You know, we upped it with the marble bread and, you know, 18 pieces of cheese. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, you know, that kind of came from, like, my dad. He always, you know, he was always making sandwiches. He always was loved to make sandwiches. He loved yeah. Cold cuts. Yeah, cold cuts. <laughs> Salami oh, yeah. and bologna. That's, yeah, Franz yeah. What's it called even? I don't even know how you say it. But oh, Another menu item that I have to ask you about, and I actually stopped in last night <laughs> in the name of research. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, uh-huh. Just so not because I was job. hungry or because Dan's I wanted giver, great food, Dan's but a giver. for research, I had to come in and try the Reuben. Phenomenal, like knockout. It was so good. And I, I'm not a Reuben expert, so I'm not someone who's going to sit here and say, "Oh, it's the best in Omaha." Yeah. Yada yada. But it, I mean, for from now, what, I am a connoisseur of Reubens. I've had them 
everywhere. Okay. And I do, I really, I love ours. And there's some good ones in town too. Right. And I love Blackstone right now is having fun. Is it doing the Reuben Fest? The yeah. Reuben Fest. I think that's a riot when everybody tries to do the best. Yeah. And Crescent Moon, and a lot of times Crescent Fantastic. Moon gets, they get number one. Mm-hmm. And we're always the bridesmaid. We're always the ugly <laughs> Never the bride. Cinderella. But <laughs> um, in, in like the World Herald, you know, they do the best of. Yeah. But Crescent Moon, they, they do a wonderful job too, you know, of and the Reuben. I love the history ours. of it. Yeah, and they're across, block. and they're across from Blackstone. That's where it was created. You should be good at it. <laughs> it. It really depends on what you're looking for in a Reuben, too. You know, they tend to have a little thicker um, corned beef, and it's more layered. Where us, we uh, we shave kind of, it and kind of yeah, we shave it thin and really mix it all together. So, like you said, it's. It's a messy uh, slop. <laughs> it, it's a napkin killer. <laughs> yeah. But, but that's exactly what you want when you're going to a pub. Like, I don't want a dainty sandwich. Yeah. I want something that's going to get all over my shirt, and it's just And that's gonna... why we have napkins just packed on the tables. Yes. We don't expect you to just, here's one little napkin. It's Good luck very with convenient. that. Oh, that's a big bugaboo for <laughs> you. you. You're always at restaurants. What, like, what really? is with this one napkin? One napkin? I, what is this going to know? I need a budge. Yeah. So you mentioned Omaha is where the Reuben was invented. And there are a lot of places in town that serve Reubens and a lot of very good versions of the sandwich. So as you're constructing your Reuben, what what are you doing and what are you thinking about in terms of how are we going to make this thing stand out? Because there's a lot of Reuben noise in Omaha. What's yeah. going to set ours apart from the competition? Right, we always start with great bread, Rotella's. You know, since mm-hmm. it's well known. You know, start with rotellas and then, you know, add cheese. And then we heat up our, we are heating up the meat next to it and kind of chopping that. And then we put sauerkraut kind of in the meat too. And I used to, when I cooked a lot, but now I don't as much, but, or not really at all. <laughs> Let's be honest. But I would squeeze, I would take a handful of the juice from the sauerkraut and I would squeeze that on that meat too. Oh, you know, yeah. just get that going. Yeah. Because you want that. You, you want to, that, that, just that just, sour just note. Just kind of layer fusion. it just perfect in there and and then let it grill together and fabulous. Yeah. I love that. We have, a, we have a lot of good sandwiches, a lot of fun ones. There's, and there's one more that I feel like I have to talk about because it has just been hitting my social media like crazy for the last whatever 18 hours since i visited i you know i tweeted and i put on instagram about the reuben and about my wife got a beef philly and she loved it and everything and i can't tell you how many responses i got across various social media channels that were just like you got to get the pork tenderloin next time you got to get the pork tenderloin next time it's only on thursdays and fridays so i didn't even have the option last night but this is something that is obviously very famous. You're very well known for. What is the key to a great pork tenderloin sandwich? You know what we do is we get our meat cut at Walner's when we have for years and years. And, and then they tenderize it and we bread it ourselves. So we make our own egg gotcha. wash and our, you know, season our flour. So we bread ourselves and they're really the size of a We make sure that head. they tenderize it very very fine. Yeah. I mean, and it's 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 not thin. I mean, but when you look at thin, it, when you cut thin, it, it's white meat. It's the yeah. white pork. It's gorgeous. It's you know? really good meat. From and Walner's does a great job. And um, then you just add, you know, when egg. you put, you know, mayo and mustard and you know pickles and onions and cheese and it's got, it's huge. It's huge. Too. Yeah, it's, you've never had one. No, not at uh, not at Barrett's. Pork, yeah. Not if you have. Oh yes, I've had pork tenderloins. Yeah, but you have to sure. come try it. Okay. It's yeah. fun. Uh, we again, used to, we in, used to have it on Fridays. In the name of only research. Fridays. We used to have it on only Fridays. And then during Lent, I had a lot of Catholic friends who said, come on, what are you doing to us? You're just and torturing so them. We yeah. had to start having it on Thursdays, too. We started that during Lent years ago. And then we just kept it. We were like, oh, let's just keep doing Thursday and Friday. Let's not torture the Catholics. 
Now, it's, now sometimes you can't get it on Fridays. Cause I know because it's, it's sold out. We only get it's until it's gone. So yeah, Friday night. We do about a hundred of them every week. Yeah, you know, it's even one hundred and ten, maybe one hundred and twenty. Yeah, in peak. Yeah, probably one twenty. Yeah. yeah, I th- I think places like Barrett's, based off everything that we've talked about so far, have the opportunity to change the way that we as a culture and a society think about bar food or pub fare. Like so many, I feel like so many bars you go to there, you know, there are 15, 20 menu items or whatever. And it's more so like you're there to drink. And then if you get, and then if you get hungry, it's like, okay, just give me a club sandwich. I've got to go home to my wife or my husband. I need to get something in my stomach. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever it is. And it's, it's usually, you know, it's fine, but it's not great food. I People think, come I come now for our food. No, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I think Barrett's is has the opportunity to kind of set a new standard for pub food and that it doesn't just have to be just this, okay, this is just something to eat while I'm drinking, but this is a destination. This is why I come here. I'm not yeah. coming just to drink, but I'm coming to have great food. Do you think that there is a way to kind of like raise the bar on how we view bar food? I I don't know. I don't. That's, I, I sometimes that's a good I used to like that we had both. You know, you could drink and eat there. But then when it became a restaurant, then I kind of in my head for some reason sometimes when I want to go out and have some drinks, sometimes I like to go to a standalone bar. Yeah, that doesn't have food. You know, I want to go to the interlude. Opened, I want to go to Barrios. I want to go to you know Toads. I want to go somewhere that doesn't have. You kind of food. opened Pandora's box with this really good food <laughs> because <laughs> there's no going back now. Um, I know. And yeah, Jeannie's not going to that bottle. It's not going back in the bottle. <laughs> and, you know, it, I think it's just, I love the open kitchen where, you know, everybody sees. People love it's, that. It's made right there. There's two men, three men sometimes. It's the first thing you like, see when you walk in. It's, it's right there on the left. You I can think, watch it. I mean, yeah. yeah. It's like, kind well, of like a sushi bar. What's funny, too, is like, what people have always said, they're like, it looks like a ballet back there. Because you have three or four people working in that tiny little... It's a little sketch in Nomad. It's got to oh, be one of them. So small. And it just... Magic comes out of that baby. <laughs> yeah. I think... Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess just perfecting things over the years and actually caring about the food, you know, more than other bars is what really takes to elevate... Yeah. You know, and I, I think you have to pair stuff too. I think our people are good at recommending like, you know, with this sandwich, a Guinness would go beautiful mm-hmm. with this. Mm-hmm. And, you know... Yeah. And, and Jameson it, goes good with everything. Red wine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, we kind of paired up. Like a Bloody Mary goes good with the one-eyed Mick. It's, you know, there's just a, certain things. That's a good that, Sunday meal. That's a good Sunday meal. Yep. If you get our drift. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I want to go back to the very beginning and kind of the, the genesis of Barrett's. I, you said you and your siblings opened it. Yeah. With it the was idea. Really my sister, Mary. Uh, okay. And my dad started it. But he, my dad didn't. He was a lawyer, but he didn't have anything to do with it besides bought it. And Mary and I started it. I always did the finance and stuff. And Mary opened it up and we all worked there. Or, you know, it kind of had to work there. Not everybody, you know, some siblings didn't. But, um, and then it just went little by little. Then we decided to buy the castle, which is next door, because we were, we were running so hot at the barley corn. We wanted to maybe knock that building down and have more parking. And then when we looked at that building, that was such a cool building that we decided to go into the reception hall business and, do, and build that. And so um, it's just kind of then my sister Mary moved over to that place, and then I came full-time to, to run the barley corn with the help of many people. I always say I, didn't, I had good help. And um, so I think that, and then eventually my sister wanted to go into politics, and so then I was the only one left to, 
to run it. And then, run the of, course, of course, I have this little one here. Then I, yeah, the, years the bar ago. is basically my older brother. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> He's an only child. Yeah. <laughs> so growing up there, I just loved yeah. every aspect of it. The volleyball court. Jack played. used to ride his bike down after school. Oh, yeah. He'd come see me and then. I was like, where, I thought you were driving down, riding your bike down here. He's like, oh, I stopped at the Leavenworth Bar, and I got a Snickers and a Mountain Dew and told them to put them on your tab. <laughs> oh. uh, well, we had some fun. No, I didn't let you hang out that just much a at the bar. No, no, it was not like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was just, more, I mean, there's a volleyball court and the castle. And then everybody knew, yeah, yeah, then like, they know him, too. And really, when I had Jack, I, my office is at the castle next door, and I had a crib there. And he stayed, you know, on premise for two years. Yeah, my, was mom was, my mom was down there all the time. She wouldn't let him walk ever because she, she had to hold him. But still you know, So he really just grew walking. up in this business. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, then now we started another venture with the B-Bar. That's in the basement of the castle, which has live music. Over the years, I've played with some musicians around town, and I realized we can. it's still a beautiful building over there. That, well, and one of our things was, too, that – you know, the, since the Barley Corn had become such a restaurant, and we kind of lost that bar, like I said, the standalone bar, you know, where you don't get food. And so then when we did that, we thought, well, let's do that, because then if the people eat up there, we can keep them right in our prison. Why don't you go across the parking lot? We have music down there. You know what I mean? So it was it's just kind of, yeah, it was just kind of the next thing. So, you know, we don't have a black, you know, we're not in like a Blackstone. We're not in a, you know, a Benson, a Dundee, where you can walk to places. You know, it's not that walkable on Lemworth Street. Lemonworth's kind of lost some of its, you know. It was a barred um, yeah. corridor for a long, long time where people did walk, but you kind of lost some of those bars. There's some still really good bars on the block, but it's just harder to walk, so we thought maybe if we open a couple different things. Ideas, yeah. Maybe even put gates up and lock people's cars in there so they have to stay. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so how, how does the B bar now compare to what Barrett's was when it started and like the original concept? Total that, different. Totally different. Totally different. Not this, it's no, there's no Irish fair. It's, you know, mainly a, it's mainly an event-based business, you know, where and, and shows. Music and music. Yeah. And it's, have you been in there? I've not. Yeah, we parked it. next to it last night, yeah. but I haven't actually been inside. It's yet. really pretty, and it's only open. It's only open Wednesday through Saturday. Okay, so or, Sunday, or for Tuesday. you know, yeah, and sometimes jam private sessions events. on Sunday, and yeah. then you can rent it too. There's rooms to rent over there, but it's not as it, it's not what Barrett's was. You know exactly. You know, just a good old Irish. Yeah, Barrett's pub. was kind, of, and Barrett's was a big college bar too. Great, it was a big Creighton bar for a long time. We still have shuttles going to every Creighton game. So we had a lot of students. A lot of students worked for us for a long time, and yeah. uh, but it got away from that. I don't. I don't. I wouldn't consider us a college bar anymore. No, I wouldn't either. You know, Definitely college kids come in there and they're welcome. Oh, yeah. Med Center probably you know, is our biggest. More UNMC students. Yeah, UNMC students are probably our our biggest student population that comes in. Yeah, but they're good. Students, they're not, they're not <laughs> big drinkers. They're, oh, yeah, they're, they're health. Yeah, yeah they're, they're health, studying. Yeah, they're smart. Yeah. Hey there, listeners. We'll get back to my guest in a minute, but I got to remind you one more time about Certified Piedmontese because this is a brand I am so excited about. In fact, I will never forget the first time I had Certified Piedmontese. The crown jewel of my initial visit to Casa Bovina was a beautiful rib cap that was so lean and tender. It was almost silky in texture. The moment that beef hit my taste buds, I was hooked. These animals are raised all natural on a network of family ranches across the Midwest, so Certified Piedmontese is able to cut out the middleman and buy directly from the source. 
And while I highly encourage you to check out Casa Bovina, you can savor this beef at home, too. Whether you order off Piedmontese.com or by calling 1-800-414-3487, your purchase will be shipped directly to your front door. Plus, when you use my discount code HOPPEN, H-O-P-P-E-N, you get 25% off your order. How can you beat that? So what are you waiting for? Get some steaks, burgers, bacon, or other meats and experience the certified Piedmontese difference for yourself today. And now, back to my guest. So when you originally get together with your sibling, like, how did that conversation go? Like, let's open a bar. Like, I feel like there's... Well, it was really kind of my dad, my sister Mary, really. I was finishing my degree. Okay. And um, I worked for somebody else, but I always said I would do the finances. So I've done payroll since day one, taxes and everything. But... Um, I think they always kind of were just kind of looking around. I think we looked at the homey building one time. You know, we just kind of were looking at places, and this one opened up. And, you know, you didn't realize how important UNMC is to this, this city. Oh, I mean, yeah. It's the number one employer in the state. And so, you know, you're just like, this is a good location. And I remember my dad took us down. It was called the Classic Bar, and then it was called the New Classic. And I remember I went down there with my mom and dad after dinner at Gratz. And my dad goes, I want to show you two this bar. And we went in there, and my mom's like, oh, for the love of God, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> what are you thinking? A dive? I know. She's like, do they have any Chardonnay? We're like, no, they <laughs> not have any Chardonnay. You can get a Slitz and a shot of whiskey for a buck ten, but that's about it. it and it was a fun place. But, but we were able to turn that around and make it what we wanted it to be, and that was a friendly, fun bar and and really, when we first started, we thought the food was just going to be the little part. And I remember my dad telling me, he goes, I'd be happy if we did $200 dollars $300 a day in food. That's changed. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's changed before 1130. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, before no. 11. No. Yeah. So when did you start to see that turn a little bit where it became less of a pub and more of a restaurant? You know, probably Tiger, the, our manager, is a wonderful guy. We probably would say maybe 10 years ago, it really started making the turn where the food just became, it, it really became 50-50, you know, where it used to be food was maybe 25 and then, you know, your liquor sales were the other 75%. Now it's clearly a 50-50, if not, maybe a little bit higher on the food. Yeah, I'd say probably like yeah. 2008, like, yeah, like just, 2010, between yeah, right in there. Yeah, probably 10 or 15, all at once it was like, wait. All of a sudden, we're not open until 2 and he, you know, it was no. Like, people were coming in for lunch and dinner, and you know, they were coming to eat. Mm -hmm. You know, and and you know, they'd have drinks, but and it just families. didn't seem like we had it. And kind of families, yeah, yeah, more families came in. You know, I you think they get some felt more high chairs. And I know. Boosters. We're like, know. God, oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> was that a result of anything that you guys did, like changing your marketing or upping the menu, uh, or what I, led to that change? You know, back then, I'm not sure. Now, I think the Omaha food scene is so wonderful. And, and people like you, and I think mean, Stacy Winters, and I think you guys are just making it a, a hot scene, and, and really for the local bars and restaurants, I think is a riot. You know what I mean? You're really just seeing these places that are just incredible. It's just the scene's you know? more hip now. Than yeah, it ever really happens. is. And, and Omaha's known for their are... food now. I mean, well, we have been for a long time. But it's not steakhouse anymore. It's the Block 16s and the Gathers and the, you know, M's. And, I mean, it's just great restaurants. I'm like, I hope I'm naming everybody I like. Yeah. <laughs> 
but but this wasn't intentional. This wasn't like you guys said, okay, we're gonna like we're seeing our food sales go up. Let's let's put some more of our budget there, or let's hire a chef, or let's spend some yeah, extra we, time. Yeah, oh, we definitely you definitely probably, went from having one cook. I mean, I remember before, but you've been in our place before. We have that outside deck, and then we have that downstairs room. Right. At one point, when we first bought that, there wasn't any of that. It was just that main building. Oh, boy. That was it. The back door went out to the sand volleyball court. There wasn't anything downstairs. So we kind of built on. We never up the kitchen, because I think it would have been a project that's incredible to do. But uh, it just went from, you know, we'd we'd be able to handle a lunch, you know, three people. You know, even I remember Tiger and I did a couple by ourselves. And then all of us were like, you know, now we need two cooks. Now we need three people on the floor. Now we need three cooks and three on the floor. Now we need a runner and three. Just because of the three. restocking and slicing. And, and slicing and, and just prep. never stops. It's, yeah, now it's a full, Yeah, there would be some down, somebody you really downstairs don't sit down. slicing meat because we slice all our own meat. and Yeah. So somebody's downstairs on that slicer for hours sometimes. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, after a busy day. Yeah, the last you think thing you, you think you're done, and you're like, <laughs> I, oh, you open the meat cooler. <laughs> <It's empty>. oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even close to done. <laughs> Every meat, we, yeah. So as this shift is going on, are you guys just kind of looking at the sales numbers and looking at the amount of people who are coming in for lunch and, and yeah. dinner and family? It's, it's and really are you just going like, I think what the, the heck is going I, on? Well, I, I think, think the shift was part of with you know with all of your all the siblings being so young and you know. They weren't married yet, and now everybody got older. They started having families and children coming in, and that's when it went really to restaurant mode because it was still like their favorite place to go. Go and they yeah. But then they had kids with them, and they're like, so the bar kind of get, grew up with the with, family. With exactly, exactly, yeah, and it, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah, it kind of did, you know. As, as, you know, all the siblings got older. Because you want kids to feel comfortable in there, too. It really is your older sibling. It's, <laughs> seriously, it's, I don't have any. And that's, I love We get in a lot of fights. <laughs> Sibling fights, yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> so I, I, I want to highlight some more of just the menu items. And, you know, we've kind of mentioned it's a lot of familiar things, but like with a unique twist. You know what's so a like, unique one? It's the club sandwich. Okay. I, I wasn't even going to ask you about the club sandwich. Tell me about the, the club, club sandwich. The club sandwich is a triple decker. It's got the three pieces of bread. Of course. But it's unlike how a lot of places used to do it is it was just white bread and they just toast it. And then the meat's cold and the cheese is cold. They had the toothpick in it cut into fours. Well, ours is all hot. So it's toasted, and then it's got the it's got the ham and turkey with the cheese melted on the flat top. Then we put that on there. So it's kind of a hot melt, which is a, better. Oh, cheese! Cheese is just better melted and warm. Like, <laughs> yeah. what, what are we doing? A, a dry, cold, a dry now, cold club. Absolutely, like, no, now it's different than versus that. a warm yeah. melty. And, yeah. and our, I know our portions are way too big for our, what we should be consuming. <laughs> this. Yeah, profits, <laughs> but. but you know, like the BLT has, you know, five, six slices of bacon. Oh, yeah. You know, Cisco's bacon's fabulous and just great sandwiches. Um, what else would be one of our – I used to say the pork tender was our flagship, but I think it's the Philly now. The Philly is by far. I think the Philly took off. I think a patty melt, too. I don't I'll, think you can beat a patty melt. Yeah. I had Tim Nicholson from the Boiler Room recommended the patty melt to me this morning on social media, and I was like, that's one of the best chefs in not only in Omaha, but like in the Midwest, if he's recommending it, I, it you guys are doing something oh, yeah. right with that thing. And we always have to tell people, we know we're not chefs. 
the patty mix. There's such wonderful chefs in this town. We always like, okay, we're oh, no. cooks. <laughs> I am not classically trained. I did not yeah. study in France. No. <laughs> but I mean, like, you know, you talking about that club sandwich, I just love that, like, with everything on the menu, like, it's familiar, but there's, like, one or two little twists on it that Absolutely. change the meal so much. Like, a couple items that you have on your uh, your appetizer menu. Like, a lot of places serve egg rolls. You guys have Santa Fe egg rolls. Yeah. A lot of places have onion rings. You guys have onion, onion chips. chips. Uh, <laughs> a lot of places might serve, like, a churro or something. You guys have funnel fries. Like, there's just that little shift yeah. in, like, almost every menu item that just turns it up a little bit. Where do those come from? You know, I don't. But you know, people probably showing us too. We've we've had some good representatives come in and kind of show you products, and we we try them. I mean, we everybody gets together and tries things and kind of votes on what we think oh, yeah. tastes better and which brand tastes better. And yeah, and we, like we make our own ranch dressing every day, gallons of it. Yeah, and that's different. I mean, the ranch dressing is different than anything else you'll get too, and that goes you know that goes with every appetizer. I mean, we are a ranch town. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Midwest. Omaha's will put ranch on anything. On anything. Yes, it's amazing. A little scary, but I, I admit Mozzarella sticks with ranch. I don't... <laughs> it's a little crazy. Come on. Come on, guys. <laughs> uh, what is a St. Paddy's Day like at Barrett's? Like, non, non-COVID non world. We're not thinking about the pandemic. Just all things... When I'm not crying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All no. things normal. How do you guys party on St. Paddy's? It's it's fun. We, we did for a long time. The COVID's changed things, but... Um, we always had a luncheon at the castle, and that was kind of for older family, you know, older people who wanted to go out on St. Patty's Day, and their kids would bring their mom and dad there. And so we'd have that, and the next door was kind of wilder. And yeah. then we just closed the parking lot, and it's just wall the, to wall. Yeah, there's We've some crazy some photos. Just, I, I, I wouldn't even guess how many people. We have pictures that looks like 5,000 are in there. You can't move in the parking lot just a sea of green. Yeah. It's like, and you, we kind of, you know, we close our kitchen on that day. I love when people come in and it's just packed. And like, can I get four patty melts? And like, oh, <laughs> no. no. <laughs> you can get four bush lights, but you yeah. cannot get. Yeah, we kind of take food away. And we just do a breakfast in the morning. We open at 8 o'clock. I don't want to do that 6 a.m. A lot of places do, and God bless them, but I can't. No. And then, um, you know, pipes and drums play. They come at noon and 5 every all the time. And. It's fun, and even the week before, you have the parade. Right. And that parade's fun, and that brings a big crowd, too. The night That's the, like the second biggest day yeah, <laughs> of exactly. the year. Yeah, yeah it's, it's good. Like, yeah. That and the College World Series has always been good to us. College World Series. Especially, we became L- an LSU bar. Yeah, that's a funny one. With And if any of them listens to it, we get your asses back here. <laughs> Win some baseball games. <laughs> 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 you guys miss we your love friends. Yeah, yeah, we miss them. How, how did that happen? How did you become you know, the LSU we had bar? Some, we had a couple employees that bartended at the Holiday Lounge on 72nd and Grover. Okay. And they worked at the little bar up there, but they also worked at Barrett's. Well, some of the, I think some of the, a lot of fans were staying at that hotel. It was Mike West. And Mike, they, yeah, and Mike West and Don Clark. And they said, you know, we work at this bar on Lemore Street. You guys would love to come. A few of them came. The next night, 20 more came. The next night, it was just all purple. It was a sea of purple. And it started in about 1991. And it's just... Now, it, by, I mean, by actually, 98, it was I mean, we have the headquarters. Friends, you know, so. We go down there and visit, and they, you know, and a lot of them still come up even if their team doesn't make it because they love football, or they love baseball, football. Yeah. They love, baseball. Well, they love football, too, but yeah. <laughs> not, yeah. as, not as pertinent yeah. to your and They're better than that, too, but yeah. baseball's, the, yeah. And LSU fans are fun. Oh, they know, the Like, they know they're how the to best. have a good time. I still remember, wa- I, I was like 13 years old or something, walking to 
a game at Rosenblatt yeah, Stadium, and like they well, got a tailgate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we were walking by a tailgate, and I had people offering me a shot, and they're just like so hospitable. And I'm like, what's alcohol? Like, what is this? And, they're wonderful and, people. I, yeah, they're they're just so friendly and homey, and they will just do anything. They're just so when fun. You see them get together in a room. A lot of times you're like, how do they all know each other? And you figure out, like, I don't know him. I've never met this guy. Yeah. <laughs> no. They just become Just go Tigers. Friends. Yeah, just go Tigers. <laughs> yeah. They love their Tigers. And they love to eat and drink and mm-hmm. have fun, too. And they mean, bring which makes them perfect clientele. I know. It's, if they're, and their team's not playing down there. They're partying. They're sometimes time you're here. like, okay, didn't you have, now you're having dinner, didn't you have lunch here? <laughs> I think you were even here when we opened up the door. <laughs> like, and, and closed and last closed, night. Yeah. <laughs> But they always bring a bunch of uh, crawfish up and do a crawfish boil and in our parking lot. In our parking and lot. And they wow. Do, it's so good. It's so good. They know good. what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> that's not our specialty. There's no crawfish, <laughs> yeah. no crawfish at Barrett's, but they put on just a great time for everybody. Yeah, it's a fun. It's a fun time. I love College World Series. What's the best College World Series related story you guys have? Well, you know, one of them. Probably when the team When the team came. came, The team's been there a couple times when they won it. This was LSU. Yeah, LSU won it. it. And they were all on the volleyball court with champagne and running around and just swinging off the rafters. They were having so much fun. And then another time I think was funny is they said, is there any way we could come to the castle, the base of the castle, by the time the parents and the parents and the kids and stuff like that, well, the bar's supposed to be closed, and I'm not going to get in trouble now, I hope. But So we let him in, but I had a police officer there at the door, and he turned away the coach of the team. Oh, no. <laughs> and the coach is like, do you know who I am? And he's like, oh, my God, oh, my God, get in here with I your just players. just won the World Series. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We think that's some fun. Usually they'd, usually they'd come celebrate at Barrett's if they won. Absolutely. The headquarters. No, I can't name all the years they won, but I think 91, 92. 98. Or I think the it's volleyball story was, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're partying with them, too. We don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> they live with us, too. They camp out there. Yeah, they, they actually have a few stay with us. Yeah. It's a fun week, week or two. Yeah. Now, we... I, I want to ask you guys a little bit more about the kitchen because, I mean, this thing is like the size of a penalty box. It is so incredibly small. You saw the sign above it. I did, penalty- n- I did not see the sign. Oh, there's a sign that says the penalty box. Are you serious? Uh, above our grill. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, that is so yeah. funny. That's crazy. I did not no, see that. Okay. Yeah, so we, we have a bunch of hockey fans that cook for us. John Forbes, John oh, yeah. Calhoff. And, they, and we have a funny they thing, put, too, on the, the penalty box. When back somebody there. breaks a spatula... What we do is the spatula. Then we have their name put on the spatula. So the spatula is that everybody's broken. Is oh, that's the awesome. Box, yeah. Kind of like the retired. You're retired. You're, yeah, yeah. You're retired. Your your number. Yeah. But I mean, this is it's a very small space, and I actually went through and counted. You guys have fifty eight items on your menu. Not counting <laughs> not not counting the specials. You guys usually have a couple specials yeah. that run oh, every pork. day. Yeah, Connor Perry's pork is right. So. This is a dumb question, but just how? How, how do you take almost <laughs> 60 items out of that kitchen every day? That, that's you amazing. Really, the secret to is prepping. You have absolutely. And the way we've, we've done it is how you have the refrigerators where they are is exactly where that person is. So salads are made in one area. And then the guy who's, grabbed, you know, who's out in the grill, his stuff is right. Everything is right by their hand who needs that. The fryer guy is sitting there. His all his stuff is right by him. And, and just kind orders. of the way we've constructed. We've constructed oh, Tiger it. over the years. Of he's had good ideas. Like put 
all the baskets, like his recent one, yeah. he just moved all the baskets, all the baskets closer to the f- fryer where we need it to be to get all the sides ready. Yeah. You know? It's kind of fun, too, because each person's added something to it. Yeah. You know, Tiger will have a great idea, and then Connor Perry will have, I mean, then, you know, somebody else started saying, why don't we cut the cream cheese ahead oh, of time? You know what I mean? Yeah. We're Over the years, it's just kind of. the cream cheese ahead. Now it's, you know, everything's just layered up and ready to go. Yeah. So it's constantly evolving. Sometimes I'm like, what are we doing? <laughs> Let's shorten the menu, but but we can do it. It, it, it works. You'd make people mad at this point because oh. I mean we've listed off like twenty menu items yeah. today. We took that, off a redfish sandwich, which I loved, and I didn't. We got some grief from it. Oh, it was kind of hard to get, is what I think at the time they were. I think over it was kind of dis- redfish. Or yeah, something. but um, some people were like, "I'm still mad at you about that." <laughs> oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah. Um, gotta get a life. No. <laughs> we just got rid of a like a version of cheese fries recently. Yeah. Sometimes you have and, to take things off. And we and we watch it too. I mean you you'll see the numbers, what's what's selling and what's not. Right. If you don't sell you you have to get off the menu. But the one person who orders that is gonna come in and be like, Where's my cheese fries? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm going to the creek. <laughs> I know, but sometimes what you can do it's kinda of funny is if it's somebody you really know well, you're like, I can still put it together. Yeah. It might right. not That's be on I the t- menu, but yeah. I can. St- I know that. I know that item. I can still put it together. I'll. Yeah. We do Just that a lot. If it's busy, no. No. Yeah. <laughs> order f- what, what's on the menu. And shut up. <laughs> no. But if yeah, if it's late at night and they want the cheese fries, I'm like, okay, I'll do it for you. Yeah. You guys have done several dandelion pop-ups down on yeah. 13th and Howard. That's actually how I, I got connected with you guys is through that owner, Nick Bartholomew. Oh, isn't he a great guy? Yes, Nick is awesome. What's the best dandelion store you have? Yeah, I mean. Uh, no, they're so fun. They're just- He's so fun to work with. Because he makes it fun. He's like, okay. He's always like, what are you bringing down here? Are we, what are we going to drink today? Are we going to drink Jameson? Are we going to, what I are guess, we bringing? What are we? You know, we, we've done it twice. Nick, now. don't hate me. And <laughs> the first time I, I was, we were all down there. It was Karen, Tiger, and Connor Perry and I. And we didn't really know what to expect. It was the first time. And it was nice and busy. You know, it was great, but we didn't need all four of us. Yeah. We get a call from the restaurant. It was like the busiest Friday of the year. Of course, yeah. And we're all gone. <laughs> and, and, and Tiger's like, Jack, get in the car. You go to the, yeah. You, you got to go right back. And I'm like, yes, sir. Like, <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Like, you know, that's and I you just race it. back and it's like every seat is taken. People waiting at the door. At, I'm like. Like, didn't you hear we were going to okay, get Okay, we were going to be downtown. <laughs> the one time we have two locations, you could have picked yeah. downtown, <laughs> downtown or here. Everybody went to the restaurant. It was just crazy. I mean, that, so I've only, I haven't worked. The, in the second one, I didn't go because. We didn't. We knew what we needed. Have this we done time. two of them? Three yeah, of them? Yeah, I think two. Just two, I think. Yep. We donated a grill down there. We left a grill. And we just said, Nick, just keep it. We'll be down here next year. Oh yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's what like eighty percent of the equipment in Dandelion is. is. Yeah, it's it just is. something that somebody left I or donated or whatever. All the paper products are just like leftover. None of them yeah. match. It's I know. Just, <laughs> right. <laughs> You've got like eighty different <laughs> types of paper plates in there. Yeah, it's fun. He's he's, he's good for Omaha food. Right, absolutely. And he's a great connector of oh, Omaha God. food people. Absolutely. He gets excited about it all the time. Yeah. Jack, absolutely. Jack, what has it been like for you to kind of grow up with the restaurant where you, you've not only grown up inside of it, but like you have these great insights into seeing how it's how it's evolved from a bar into a restaurant into the B bar being added. Like you've really kind of 
it's progressed like an age, like kind of along with you. What has that been like? It's been, you know, amazing, really. Um, I mean, I think it speaks volumes that I'm still there. Like, I and lo- he gets I to work it. with his mama all I get the time. To, I get to work with all my, my family. <laughs> I get to see my mom. and Yeah, and I love everybody that works there. It's just... Uh, you know, You've got a good job at too. I think going to the B bar and starting that was a really just trying fun, different ideas. A out different idea. You know, you just sometimes you do have to change things up. You have to I like figure to keep, out. Sometimes I'm a mascot. I like to keep the morale up. <laughs> yeah. I'm a big goofball. Uh, but that's important. We talked yeah. about it right off the bat. Yeah, like, like you got to have people gotta, there who are yeah. making it fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's been a lot of fun. It's been crazy with how I mean now with the pandemic. It's like a whole new chapter, you know, like, because now our takeout is. Yeah, that's what, ha- that's what that's I mean, a big like, one during. I nobody, bet a, rest, a lot realized, of restaurants got that. We didn't realize that the to-go was going to turn into. And now it's still like, you know, a decent percentage of our food is takeout. Um, and people got used to it now. Yeah. I mean. You know, you know what we did, too, is we had, it's, during really busy times, we did have to take the phone off the hook. And then oh, all really? these messages on Facebook that's like, why is your phone off the hook? I mean, we can't. We're too busy to even answer the phone to tell you that you can't get it to go order. So it's and then better. they just come in. Yeah, and, and we just like, try to put on yeah. our, our page. You know, we're closed till. I mean, you just can't get. You know, the people who come down there and are sitting at the tables, you just have to give them better service than you know. Right, of course. Yeah, they took the you know the time to drive down there and everything. Mm-hmm. Not that to goes aren't important, but but yeah, over the years it's just been crazy to see the evolution of everything. Uh, you know, a lot of. Uh, all the employees that have left over the years that I've grown up and knew basically my entire life are still like family to us. Oh, absolutely. You know, Steve Vickers. That, oh, yeah. <laughs> I hate you. No, no, he used to bull, bully us as kids. He would throw volleyballs at us, yeah. like dodgeballs, and steal our bikes. <laughs> yeah. And little by little, we just added on to yeah. that patio. It was a big time. Yeah, the patio, um, the downstairs, this downstairs party room. Um, it's just crazy. Yeah. yeah. Just keep on keeping on. I love it. And, and what's it like for you, Karen, when you look back and you think about the original vision and, you know, the, those first couple what was of, I thinking? Those, fir- <laughs> yeah, th- those first couple of years that you were open and it was, you know, so many friends coming in and everything you, to really, what Barrett's has become now. Like, what is that really like? Fun. It, it really was. It was fun. You know, it's, I don't think I ever thought it was going to be, this was going to be my career. I was studying finance or I was working at a bank, and I kind of thought that. But then once I, I went full-time, um, I really enjoy it. I love people, so I, you know, and I love to be down there and chit-chat and stuff. But um, I don't think I ever, I don't know if I thought it would go this far and this much. You know what I mean? You just kind of think, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of places that stay open for years and years. I mean, there's La Casas. There's so many you know, UNMC is always talking to us. So, you know, they're they're buying up a lot of. As people know, they're they're not coming our way. You know, we yeah, said, we want they want and they want us to stay. They want people to stay. They don't want to buy up everything. You know, yeah, you they don't want to take away neighborhood places. They they're they're very good about that. They want to keep. You know, they'd have a riot on their hands if they tried to take parrots <laughs> away. <laughs> people would come out with pitchforks. That you wouldn't know, happen. They've kind of said that. They said they got you know they get some grief when they. You know the, the Charlie Graham garage. They yeah, got some the grief Ch- yeah. When they moved that, but they're they're, they're great. I think with La Casa and by the way, that Broncos is probably the most successful business on Leavenworth. That Broncos is always yeah. so busy. It's like I, they just can't really take away that. Uh, those and three I, you, know, you have to have restaurants around where all that many people work. 
Mm-hmm. You know, they have to have somewhere to go. And and I love Blackstone. Blackstone's right there, too, for them. So. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. It's been fun. <clears throat> Wild. Sometimes you wonder what you're doing. <laughs> Sometimes you're like, okay, I still love it. I'm still in the game. Yep. Well, I could talk to you guys all day, but unfortunately, we're we're up against the clock. There's a Creighton game tonight, so you got to get down and prep. They're, you guys are just busy. You've got all kinds of stuff to do. But it's gonna be this, a busy happy hour. Oh yeah, this has been such a pleasure of a conversation oh, to get you. to meet you guys. I mean, I always enjoyed eating your food, but now to to meet the personalities behind it and just see why. Like I know now why Barrett's is fun because you guys are fun <laughs> and you like inject your no. DNA into the restaurant, the bar. I don't. I don't want to label it as either one because I think it's both. So thank you so much, guys, for oh, for coming for on the podcast today. This was a lot of fun. We'd like to talk about our place. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for coming down. I'm glad you enjoyed it. it was- oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> Everyone who's listening to this, get down there and get a chicken Philly. Don't don't even read the menu description. It's gonna sound weird. Just order it, bite into it, love it. You and bring it. an appetite because oh, there's it. a lot of it. God. Well, thank you so much, Dan. It's my pleasure. All right. As always, Omaha, thanks for eating with us. A Huda Media Production.